It's Monday, Chavdalet Cheshvan Tafshin Ayin Dalid. We are coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Poogie with Yoya, the live performance um, from the album Kaveret Bapark. Opens things up here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here every Monday morning live, live, live. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, usually 4 p.m. Israel Time, but this week and this week only, if you call fast, 3 p.m. Israel Time, as Israel changed to Standard Time this past Motzei Shabbat, and we will change to Standard Time. It's coming Motzei Shabbat. In Israel, it's not called Standard Time or Daylight Savings Time. It's called Sha'on Choref and Sha'on Kayetz. Summer, the summer clock and the winter clock. And uh, due to, uh, it was always a political fight when, when the uh, clock would be changed, and it became a religious political fight. And this year, for the first time in many years, it uh, wasn't changed before Yom Kippur. It was changed this past Saturday night, so there's a six-hour difference, as Nachum mentioned just before, uh, at the close of JM in the AM. So we are here with you live, and uh, you can interact with us, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Very easy, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We post links to the songs we play or articles that we discuss, news items that we talk about. We posted the Yo-Ya, a Yoya clip, and we're going to post... Uh, a YouTube clip to the next song that we're going to do. We're going to do an Udi Davidi clip called Ezet, uh, Udi Davidi song called Ezetov Hashem. You can interact with us via our Facebook page live or email mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachumsegel.com. We are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. They are revolutionizing Aliyah to Israel. They are a great support group that helps potential olim in so many ways. And uh, you can check out their website at www.nbn, N as in Nachum, B as in boy, oh boy, N as in Nachum, dot O-R-G dot I-L, or their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Nefesh Benefesh. We'll tell you more about that later on, but we are very, very proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. As promised, here's Udi Davidi, Ezetov Hashem, How Great Is God, or How Good Is God, off of his album, Choser Eilecha. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
Udi Davidi with um, Ezetov Hashem. You know, we got to play more Udi Davidi stuff. He's really good. like it. Great, great um, Israeli, young Israeli artist. I um, want to thank all those who are liking our Facebook page. We just had a little uh, flurry of activity there. So we thank our latest likers, Josh, Noam, and Elliot from uh, from all over the place. And yes... We have hit 130 in our little, uh, we have a little contest with uh, JM Sunday and Matis Weingast. And Matis is way ahead of us at this point. We have lots of catch-up to do. Anyway, it's all in good fun. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, some interesting news out of Israel. A little later we will uh, speak about the municipal elections that took place last week. But uh, some interesting little stories. First of all, and this is quite shocking, literally, do you know that there were five earthquakes that hit Israel over a 10-day period, last two weeks? Most of them were in the Kinneret. They were very small, like three on the Richter scale. The Richter scale is uh, the maximum is 10. No damage done and so forth. One of them, though, was a 6.2, and that was um, about 40 kilometers under the seabed in the Mediterranean, but it was felt a bit in Israel. And Israel has been damaged by earthquakes. In fact, back in 1927, a major earthquake, which uh, measured 6.2 on Richter scale, killed 300 people in Israel, and going back generations, we know about earthquakes in Tzfat and in Yerushalayim, which caused tremendous damage. Of course, we are much better prepared today than ever before. The buildings are built stronger and more uh, able to withhold and to stand up against an earthquake. In fact, there is, um, there is a government program which allows people who live in older buildings to... Um, reconstruct, if you will, the building, reinforce the building without it costing any money. It's brilliant. The government allows the contractors to have air rights to an additional uh, two floors, let's say, where they can build um, four or six apartments and sell them. And that is their payment for making the building a better structure, a more secure structure that can withstand an earthquake, and also they put in a um, mamad, the uh, sealed rooms, which the older buildings don't have, and so forth. It's a brilliant thing. It's amazing that other countries haven't uh, thought of it, at least I haven't heard of it. So that's something to look out for, because Israel does sit on a, um, on a fault. Uh, the other thing that's interesting, really on a positive Side, uh, there is an organization, a national religious rabbinical organization in Israel called Beit Hillel, relatively new young organization. 
uh, and they try to bridge the gap between secular, secular and religious. We'll touch on that gap a little bit later on when we discuss the municipal elections. They came out with an initiative in which they called upon families who are not Shomer Shabbat in the way that we, um, that we, uh, the observant Jews would say. They have a Shabbat in Israel, of course, and most Israelis don't work on Shabbat, but they're not Shomer Shabbat as we would understand it. They invited them to, um, go and spend a Friday night dinner with an Orthodox family and taste what Shabbat would be like. How many families would want to do that? It's amazing when you think, I would think a few hundred families would want to do it, but just to show you how thirsty the average Israeli is, the Israeli that we call secular or non-observant, how thirsty he is for some spirituality, for a feeling, a stronger feeling of Shabbat. 6,000 families hosted for a Shabbat meal other families from their community. It's amazing, and it's beautiful, and hopefully it'll continue. It was throughout the country, 45 cities from north to south, a beautiful, beautiful initiative, and uh, we hope it'll continue. Uh, it's somewhat like Shabbat across America, similar, I, well, not exactly, because uh, these are families hosting other families, but it's a really beautiful thing. thought we'd share that with you. There's an article about it in the Jerusalem Post. We get a chance we'll put that link up. We've put the links on our Facebook page uh, to the last two songs we did, and we're going to put up the link for the next song. It's called El Ha'or by Yossi Azulai, and it's one of several songs that we're going to feature today that come to us from the Highland Park Edison Monday night dance class led by Helena. And um, it's got some great stuff, some great music. And one of them is a Naomi Shemer song I didn't even, I never heard of. We'll play that for you later. I wonder if you've heard of it. She sings it. She composed it. Words from Tehillim. I never heard it. So I want to thank Helena and invite other Israeli dance classes around the world to um, send us your recommendations. We'll be happy to play them for you. So this is the first of several that we're going to play today. El Ha'or, Yossi Azulai. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day here on The Israel Show via the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
Or Yossi Azulai here on the Israel Show and the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, last Tuesday, Israel had municipal elections. This is uh, these are elections for town councils, for city councils, and for mayors of uh, of Israel. These are the people that are running the day-to-day Israel, and it's less interesting, I guess, for us because we usually focus on the national politics, on security issues, on on um, war and peace issues and so forth. But for Israelis, this is a very important um, election because this is their daily life. This is the school system in their city. This is whether their city is clean or not. This is all the city services that they uh, that they require. And um, And yet... Shockingly, the turnout was very, very low throughout the country. Uh, I guess that's a sign of apathy, a general apathy. The turnout even in the national elections has been going down. I guess people just feel like nothing's going to make a difference, things are just so bad, and nothing's going to happen anyway, and if they don't have any particular uh, issue to vote about, they're not going to get out to vote. There are three... Um, three particular municipalities, if you will, or three issues that I want to call your attention to this morning. The first, of course, is Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim, the uh, incumbent mayor is Nir Barakat, very interesting young man. Um, Nir Barakat is, uh, we'd call him a secular Jew. Uh, He made a fortune of money, big time, by uh, in, in high tech. He made what they call in Israel an exit. He developed a high-tech company and then sold it for a big bundle. And just like Naftali Bennett, he decided that he wants to use the fact that he doesn't need to work for a living to help the public, to do public good. And so he decided last election, five years ago, to run for mayor of Jerusalem, and he won. He ran against uh, Mayor Parush from the famous Haredi Parush family, and he won. And his tenure as mayor, his first tenure as mayor, and there's no term limits in Israel, by the way, his tenure as mayor was rather okay, not spectacular, but surely the city advanced and the city was being run relatively well. The only problem was that because he was a rich guy and because he wasn't in politics before and not a political figure, he really couldn't be corrupted. He just couldn't be corrupted. And so the powers that be in the Israeli political scene, and in this case, two very strong uh, personalities, Aryeh Derry and Avigdor Lieberman, decided that they needed to unseat near Barakat for no reason other than they wanted to put in their own man, and they picked a guy, nice enough guy, by the name of Moshe Leon, who lives in Ranana. <laughs> he doesn't even live in Yerushalayim. He didn't grow up in Yerushalayim. He, he uh, is a religious Zionist, grew up in the Bnei Akiva movement, and they felt 
he had a chance because if the Haredim would all vote for him and some of the religious Zionists would vote for him, the demographics in the city would work. Well, both of these political um, sharks, if you will, ended up getting beat because near Barakat won, although not by a large margin, but he did defeat Moshe Leon. And in doing that, he didn't only defeat the person Moshe Leon, who now is going to go back probably to live in Ranana, he also defeated the machine, the political machine of uh, Avigdor Lieberman and um, Aryeh Derry. And unfortunately, those Aryeh Derry used the passing of Rabovad Yosef in a rather cynical way and um, saying that Rabovadia's last wish was that everybody vote for Moshe Leon. I wonder if that's true. Another election local area that we should look at is Beit Shemesh. In Beit Shemesh, there is a battle, as there are, as there is throughout Israel, but here it is localized, very clear line, delineated lines. There's a battle between the Haredi population and the religious Zionist population. And um, since the last election, when a Shas Haredi mayor was installed, there have been, there has been an influx of thousands and thousands of Haredim into Beit Shemesh, and their intent and their goal is to turn Beit Shemesh into a Haredi town, much to the dismay of the religious Zionists that live there. Now, you might say, what do you care? Well, the Haredi mayor closed down some of the, all of the sports venues where the kids would play because the rabbi said you can't have that because it's Bittal Torah. They closed down the swimming pool. They closed down um, a lot of other public areas that, Parents want their kids to have available, or parents want available for them, um, the uh, youth centers uh, and so forth. And so they were very upset by that, and uh, there was an election, and the Haredi faction won. They re-elected the mayor, Mayor Abitbal. Problem is that they found several hundred or several thousand um, forged identity cards. In Israel, you vote with a Tudat Zehut, your identity card. And uh, they found several thousand forged cards which were used to vote. And so this election is now going to be contested, which reminds me, of course, of the joke that um, they tell of a uh, Haredi person who was sitting shiva during elections. And he went, he asked the Rav whether uh, in order to vote it would be mutar for the family, big family could influence the election, would it be okay for the family to, to go out just to the voting place, vote, and come back for the shiva? And the rabbi thought and thought, and finally he said, yeah, yes, it's mutter, and it's uh, a kalvachomer. Because if the person who is dead, who you're sitting shiva for, if he's voting, then surely, <laughs> surely you can be voting as well. So there will be an investigation into the elections, but the religious Zionist group within Beit Shemesh is now calling for a split. They want to split the town in two and um, have their part and let the Haredim have their part and have uh, their say in what's going on. And the last very interesting uh, story, I think, about the municipal elections has to do with three cities, Bat Yam, Ramat HaSharon, and Natseret Elite. The mayors of those three cities, the incumbent mayors of those three cities, have been indicted, each one separately, on different uh, corruption counts. And a few months ago, the Israeli Supreme Court ousted them, deposed them. But, and this is amazing how the court system can come up with this nonsense, or insanity, if you will. But, they said, they can still run in the elections. And if elected, then the local council should depose them again. It's just amazing. Only in Israel could this happen. Now, it seems that the court overstepped their bounds here a bit because the law in Israel is that if somebody's indicted, they can still serve. But uh, this is a, an activist court, like you have in America as well. Anyway, these three people, Shlomo Lachiani of Batyam, Itzik Rothberger, Rothberger of Ramada Sharon, and Shimon Gapso of Nazareth Elite, all three are very popular, and believe it or not, all three ran, even though they were deposed, 
and won by huge majorities because the people of their cities liked them and liked how they were running their city. And so now it'll be interesting to watch how the Supreme Court of Israel will handle this. Will they yet again try to depose these three mayors and go against the will of the people who have re-elected them by this huge majority or not? There you have it, a little bit of uh, insight into the municipal elections of this past week, last Tuesday in Israel. And an appropriate song, Uzi Chitman, with Adoni Rosh Ha'ir, Mr. Mayor. And my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. An appropriate song for our discussion of the municipal elections that took place in Israel. We're going to, um, and we posted the clip on our Facebook page, of course, and we thank our latest liker who brings us up to 131. Helen, thank you so much for joining and liking the Israel show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, we're going to be playing another song from the um, from Helena's dance class of Highland Park and Edison on Monday night request list <laughs> or suggestion list. And we encourage all the dancers, all the dancers, the dance teachers, the dance classes, be in touch with us via our Facebook page or send us an email, mayor at nachumsegel.com, and we'll talk about the uh, your dance class and feature some of the songs that you like. We're going to go... Uh, Right after these uh, next words, we're going to go to a Naomi Shemer song called Tfilati, a song that I was not aware of until yesterday. 
when Helena called it to my attention on her list. Beautiful song. Wow. Can't believe it. It's like a jewel, finding a little jewel. Now, before we tell you that the Israel show is sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Nefesh Benefesh is, uh, is there for potential alim with employment resources, assistance with government absorption, community-based guidance and support, and need-based financial aid. All this makes each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. And you all know about the amazing charter flights that Nefesh Benefesh has, specially commissioned El Al flights where the entire plane is reserved for olim from the USA. These flights have become legendary. You can actually watch the arrival of these flights and just the, the emotional arrival ceremony that takes place every time one of these flights arrives. It, uh, if you're not moved, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Anyway, Nefesh Benefesh on their website, you can see that and get all their information. NBN, Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il or on their Facebook page, you should like it, sign up to it, facebook.com slash Nefesh Benefesh, N-E-F-E-S-H-B, N-E-F-E-S-H, Nefesh Benefesh. It's sort of a palindrome, but not really. Uh, Nefesh Benefesh, I like to say, has made Aliyah an in-thing for Jews in America. So visit their website for more information. We are proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. And tomorrow night, Tuesday, Yigal Siegel hosts, Rabbi Yigal Siegel hosts Homeward Bound, also brought to you by Nefesh Benefesh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream. So this is Naomi Shemer's song Tfilati based on Psukim, two Psukim in Perak Nunhei of Tehillim, Pasuk Bet and Pasuk Zayin. Pasuk Bet, Ha'azina Elokim Tfilati, Va'alti Talam Mitchinati. Please, God, listen to my prayers and don't turn away or don't ignore my requests. And Pasuk Zayin says, the word ever, ever kayona, who would, who, alavai that I should have the wing of a dove so that I can fly away. And the word ever in Tanakh, yalu ever kansharim, we have in another pasuk, means a wing. Nomi Shemer changed the word slightly so that should be understood in modern Hebrew. Mi tenli kanaf kayona, she writes. Aufali, aufa veeshkona. Here it is. Nomi Shemer singing, and we'll post the link. You could hear it. It's a beautiful song. Tefi la ti. It's making its debut here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much to, for tuning in to the Nachum Siegel Network.
Wow, is that beautiful. Classic Naomi Shemer. Tefilati. We debuted it. Never heard it before. I don't, I don't even know what album it's from. We're going to have to research this and get back to you with more information. Um, last week we um, played the audio of a, uh, a YouTube video, which is uh, one defending Israel against charges of uh, apartheid, and it was very well received. We also posted the link of the video and directed people to uh, see the video itself, which is better than just listening to the audio, and share it with other friends. Because these videos that are being put out there are important for Israel's Hasbara, for Israel's international PR, which is very lacking. So we are encouraging you to encourage those who create those videos. This week, we have a, uh, the audio of a piece from the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, a great think tank. They're the ones who put out the daily alert for the President's Conference and, and other great things. And uh, this one is entitled, Who Else is Being Injured by the Vilification of Israel? So here it is. It's uh, a little more than three and a half minutes. Uh, hopefully you'll follow along. We'll post a link on our Facebook page. Um, who else is being injured by the vilification of Israel? Throughout the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, Palestinian representatives and their supporters have systematically used the UN's main institutions to launch high-profile investigations against Israel for alleged war crimes. However, these charges have been proven time and again to be false. Example number one. In April 2002, after Israel was struck with a wave of suicide bombing attacks, Israeli troops entered the Jenin refugee camp in the West Bank, described by Palestinians as the capital of suicide attacks. Palestinian leaders accused Israel of carrying out a massacre. The massacre in Jenin and the massacre in the city of Nablus. Sai Barakat called for an international commission of inquiry and claimed at least 500 Palestinians were killed. Yasser Abedrabu contended that among the 500, many were women and children. The UN took the Palestinian leaders at their word. Secretary General Kofi Annan spoke about grave violations by the IDF and dispatched UN investigators. Yet, after the damage caused to Israel's reputation, the UN investigation concluded that the accusations were false. There was never a massacre in Janine. Example number two. In December 2008, after constant Palestinian rocket fire on Israel, the Israel Defense Forces entered Gaza in an attempt to protect its southern cities. Palestinians accused Israel of deliberately targeting civilians. A fact-finding team appointed by the UN Human Rights Council and headed by Justice Richard Goldstone initially accepted the Palestinian accusations. However, Justice Goldstone later retracted the main claim against Israel. Example number three. In May 2010, the Israeli Navy stopped a flotilla of six ships on their way to Gaza. Israel was accused of imposing an illegal naval blockade and denying civilians access to food and humanitarian aid. UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon empowered the Palmer Commission to investigate the claims. The Palmer report concluded that the blockade was legal under international law and that there was no humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Moreover, Israel did not block humanitarian aid from entering Gaza by land. In the month prior to the flotilla alone, over 17,000 tons of aid entered Gaza. The markets of Gaza were, in fact, full of fresh produce. These are just three well-known examples. The Palestinians' fabrications against Israel have been proven time and again to be a systematic abuse of international institutions aimed at discrediting and delegitimizing the state of Israel. However, hijacking the agenda of the United Nations by Palestinians comes with a price. As early as November 2006, the UN Secretary General Kofi Annan criticized the UN Human Rights Council. Since the beginning of their work, they have focused almost entirely on Israel, and there are other crisis situations like Sudan, where they have not been able to say a word.
the systematic exploitation of international humanitarian law by Palestinians comes at the expense of others in need. It erodes the credibility of UN bodies, and it must come to an end. Dual dots, Arnon Moshe dots. I want to thank listener Dasi for pointing out that uh, something I forgot to mention in our discussion on the municipalities that uh, this this um, movement amongst the non-Haredi um, people within Beit Shemesh to split into two municipalities is opposed by the current municipality for a simple reason that the Haredi uh, population, which is usually on the lower rung of the socioeconomic uh, um, ladder, uh, because they usually are not working and so forth, they don't have the money to pay the local municipal taxes, the real estate tax, especially known as Arnona. And so um, it, it is the the uh, non-Haredi population that is supporting the Haredi population, and if they would split, they would lose their source of income. So, yes, that is true. That is part of what's happening there in Beit Shemesh. Thanks to listener Das, who's always uh, commenting and participating on our Facebook page. Uh, here is Yizar Shabi with Shir Hamalot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
speak a little bit over this song so that we don't go too far over and if ZK or Avrami whoever it is that is uh, engineering there if um, we cut in just a fade us on the next song we're going to close off with Harel Moyal and Shabbat Bachalon Shabbat Bachalon of course is um, Shabbat is about to approach. Shabbat is in the window. In our case, we're looking out the window and seeing Shabbat on the other side of it as it's Monday morning, the beginning of a work week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes. We had a huge jump this week. And we thank everybody for your likes and your comments. We posted tons of links to songs and articles and other stuff. And please share that uh, piece about uh, the uh, UN and Israel. Share it with other Facebook uh, people and other friends. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and as always, my very special thanks to Nachum Siegel. We thank our sponsors, Nefesh Benefesh, continue to sponsor the Israel Show. We're very proud to have them. Stay tuned for Michael Fragan brings you Tech Talk coming up next. Until next Monday, following Jamie and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. מסביב ריחות של משהו חדש מתעורר באוויר יש צחוק של ילדים ורעשים של צלחות וברדיו עוד שיר יווני שוטה עוד בירה מנגן לי בסלון פתאום גם אבא מגיע מניח כסלים לוקח את התור מהמטבחת לשעה אהובים, נגן עוד שיר אחרון, עוד מעט השבת בחלון. אבא צוחק מהצחוק של אלה, אמא יפה רוקדת לה. of
של משהו חדש, הקפה כבר עתה. אני מתלבש יפה וריח, בושם שוב עולה עוד שיר ברדיו, מזכיר לי אותה. שותה עוד בירה, מנגן לי בסלון, פתאום גם אבא מגיע. מניח את הסלים, לוקח את התוף, והמטבחת לשעה. אהובי, נגן עוד שיר אחרון, 